Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Mystery Bible. My name is Ken Primus. Uh, this episode, we are going to do a couple of things. We are going to study um, uh, Noah's lineage, and we are going to take the first person we're going to focus on is Japhet. He had three sons, and we're going to take them one at a time, and we're going to look at their lineage and um, kind of put all that picture together as to what happened after the flood. But uh, I wanted to take some time, though, um, and do something different in this particular episode. My intro is going to be a little long, so I just want to let you know that. I wanted to deal with the topic of uh, a brief topic of, um, uh, we call it global warming today. And um, I see how we are being used by politicians to um, within this topic. But I'd like to show you uh, from uh, Scripture so that you will settle this in your mind. Global warming is real, but also uh, there are other things happening to the earth. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 45, 18, it says, For thus saith the Lord, who created the heavens, who formed the earth and made it. He did not create it empty, he formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is no other. And so we see here that the earth was created for us to be, for it to be inhabited. And um, we see that uh, God placed um, Adam and Eve there. But after the fall, as we will take a look at what was documented in Genesis chapter 3 verse 17 and Adam uh, and to Adam he said he is referring to God because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree which I command you not to eat you shall not eat of it cursed be the ground because of you in pain you shall eat of it and the days of your life. And so we see that the relationship between man and the planet Earth was changed after Adam partook of the fruit from his wife. And so the Bible tells us that that relationship is still uh, being uh, affected. We can see this in Romans chapter um, 8 verses 22 to 23 and Paul writes for we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in pains of childbirth until now and not only the creation but we ourselves have been fruit for the first fruit of the spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoptions as sons the redemption of our body and so he's talking about the, um, the the exchange from this corrupt body to the next um, uncorruptible body, but we see that um, uh, 
uh, the earth is groaning, as Paul says. Now, we want to take a look at a situation that uh, when Jesus was with his disciples and they talk about, uh, they ask him a question as to the end of the age and so forth. And he begins to answer them. And we see the reference of that in several books in the Bible. Um, we see that reference in Matthew 24. It is also referenced in uh, Mark 13, 3 to 13, and Luke 21, 7 through 19. Now, these writers uh, present different writing styles, number one, and they give you different insight as to how their writing styles were conducted. Matthew was a little more direct. Um, than the others and so he he approached his writing different luke it was a physician and so he approached his writing a little different from mark and all of these guys but each and every one of them have uh points to this particular incident when jesus begins to sit down with his disciples and they're asking him what was the uh the end look like and um in matthew chapter 24 verses um, uh, uh, 7 and uh, we start with 6 because that's pretty uh, the famous one that we all hear about and you shall bear you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars see that you be not troubled for these um, things must come to pass but the end is not yet for nation shall rise up against nation kingdom against kingdom there shall be famine and pestilence and earthquake in diver and in that means in various places and uh, it tells us that these shall be the beginning of sorrows and so we see that um, Matthew mentioned what how he looked at it and now let's take a look at how um, what Paul not Paul Mark said in um, in 13 and he talks about it and and he added some different things and again I'm, i said to you that these guys are uh, um, different writers and they they kind of look at different things uh, um, uh, you know differently and so he says that uh, in uh, 13 mark he says uh, verse 7 and when you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars be not troubled for such things must need be, but the end shall not come. Nation shall ride against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be earthquakes in diverse places, means various places, and there shall be famine and troubles. And so he said, there, he added additional thing. And so we're going to look at what uh, uh, Luke says, and Luke adds also some additional things in his uh, presentation of what was going on at the time. And so, as I mentioned to you, uh, the thing that Luke added in his is pestilence. And um, we see that that word means disease or plagues. And so um, he talks about earthquakes in diverse places as well. And uh, uh, we 
Then we go to Romans, and we see that he mentioned that the earth is in pain as in giving birth. And so,、um, I have never given birth before, but、I've, I was there when my children, all my sons, were born, and so I, I got to see、um, uh, the results of、uh, you know pain in giving、uh, birth to children. And、um, uh, so. Uh, my assumption is that the world has going going through things, and、uh, it started as far as the global warming aspect of the of the globe started after、uh, around the flood, and we see that in the、uh, the time span of、um, of uh, uh, the people on the earth at the time, and I mentioned some of it. Uh, when we first in the last episode, and、um, I told you that、uh, most scientists believe that uh, the prelude, uh,、um, uh, the world before the flood, was covered by a canopy, which the Bible calls、um, the firmament, and、uh, this firmament protected the earth, and it was actually blocking the the, the cosmic radiation that was being. Emitted by the sun and、uh, in the atmosphere and the pressure and all that stuff, and so when the flood took place, it is believed that that、um, firmament collapsed.、Uh, the water that was there collapsed and、um, uh, broke the firmament, and that uh, uh, as a result of that, radiation began to. Uh, get into our atmosphere and began to it manifested、uh, through the、um, the the lifespan of the people at that time began to to、um, to decrease. I talked about、um, uh, Shem when he died about six hundred years. We talked about、uh, that generation there with his、uh, the first generation、uh, of his children. And、uh, when they lived somewhere about 400 years and so forth,、uh, uh, Shem was,、uh, I think he was、um, almost four、uh, or five hundred years. I'm trying to remember all my notes、uh, from my studies that I've had. I think he was、um, uh, he was 500 years after the flood, and he lived to to be 600 years old. So,、um, and we see the decrease. Uh, after the generations after that, Peleg, which I mentioned to you, and his generation, and all that, those guys were around 200 years, and so, and then we could go into the time of Ad,、um, Abraham and uh, 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 Moses and all those guys, and Jacob, and there were a hundred years, and we see that as a result of the firmaments breaking, and uh, uh, that uh, all of the, the The water, the ice ring, and all the stuff that was there. Once it、um, it was broken and, and removed from our、uh, uh, our Earth, that、um, we see that all the radiation began to、um, come and and bombard our planet, basically, and our lifespan began to decrease. And so,、um, this thing about global warming, I see that these politicians. Are using it against us. Don't let them do that.、Uh, 
there is such a thing as global warming. It started a long time ago. And so we are seeing the manifest. And Jesus said uh, we'll see um, earthquake in, in, in various places. Floods and all these things are going to go and going to happen. And we're seeing it. We're seeing the sun increase. The, we, it talks about famine. Famine means that there's no water in that area. And we're seeing that manifestation in parts of the United States of America today. And you see that there's a decrease of water uh, limits and so forth. So this thing is real, guys. Just don't let them use you. Um, you need to stop it. Um, uh, uh, let's use our wisdom for other things and uh, use our knowledge and uh, not give these guys a place to cause us uh, separation because that's all they're interested in separating you and I and, and making money off of us. And so we need to just stop it and don't give them that power and uh, um, uh, be wise in who we choose as leaders because they do affect us um, and uh, they do affect our future but uh, I have my own belief about that um, that uh, our future is um, uh, is already laid out before us and we see I believe that uh, uh, God allowed uh, men and women to come into our timeline they saw uh, what we uh, what we did in our timeline. They went back into their timeline, and they began to explain with the knowledge that they have what they saw. And we call those uh, men and women prophets. And so um, Daniel is one of those that came into our timeline and took a look and saw what he saw. He reported it and. Um, he talked about it but the Bible also tells us in in Revelation that God because of how horrible of a storts we are to this planet that the Bible tells us that um, in Revelations 21 that then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the seas was no more and that means that we totally destroyed it so, um, and the prophets saw how we did that uh, through nuclear war because they came into our timeline. They saw um, nuclear war and they went back into theirs and said, I saw um, uh, mushrooms in the skies and so forth. And you and I know what that is. So, um, we need to be, uh, you know, uh, be mindful of the things that we are allowing people to do to us and causing the, the, the visions. But anyway, I apologize for taking uh, much of this, particularly my intro, to, to get this off of my chest. And uh, uh, we'll be right back after this message. Welcome back to Mystery Bible. Now that I've gotten that off my chest, um, I wanted us to get back into the uh, episode. Now, I have spent a lot of time talking to you guys about the flood because I'm trying to get you, give you a full picture of what is happening 
um, with the flood from different uh, vantage points. We saw um, what happened with uh, from Noah's vantage point. Um, we also saw what happened from Enoch's vantage point where he had a dream and I told you that he had uh, two dreams and uh, the last episode we discussed the um, the the second dream and uh, the, the podcast before that we talked about when the first dream when he saw the flood and so I've been trying to give you a picture of all this stuff so that you're, you're going to see because the Bible actually takes off running after this um, particular uh, uh, incident that took place and uh, which we call the flood. And um, uh, there's a part of it also that I wanted to give you because I, I remember growing up in, in as a child and the Bible stories that we talk about the flood and uh, we see this, um, this uh, we picture this ark uh, moving on the waters nice and nice and orderly and uh, all of that type of stuff. But as we study different books, we see that that was not the case. And, and it's just natural that it was not the case because um, the ark was all over. Um, when you look at it naturally uh, being a, a boat or anything on the water that uh, it would rock back and forth. And so uh, we see in the book of Jasher actually talking about that um, uh, running back and forth. We, I read to you when the people came to Noah and just before he, um, uh, he got into the ark while he was in there and it, it was, he was in there for a couple of days while it started to rain and all that stuff. And then eventually the people made their way to him and began to, um, began to, uh, yell and scream back and forth. Yeah, we, we're going to repent. We're going to do this. We're ready and all of that type stuff. And, um, he yelled back that, Hey, I was preaching for a hundred and uh, 20 years and none of you guys listened then so now all of a sudden you're going to listen so but um, we talked about that and um, I wanted to give you a point of view from Noah that was happening inside of of the the ark and um, uh, we have a picture of that and um in in the book of Jasher, and I've mentioned to you those that are following me on my podcast. I, I've been telling you that the book of Jasher, the book of Jubilees, these are books that are mentioned in the Bible that uh, were a part of the canon in the um, in the uh, early church. Um, the disciples studied it. Jesus studied it, and because it was a part of their culture. And uh, when we brought Christianity into the Western uh, hemisphere, and we, you know, what I call Western Christianity, we kind of took away a lot of that information, but it gives us a lot of backstory. And um, uh, in the Ark, it talks about um, as the waters began to uh, 
to descend on the earth. The firmament broke the 40 days and 40 nights. It says that um, in in the book of uh, uh, Jasher, it says that, and the waters prevailed and they greatly increased upon the earth and they lifted up the ark and it was raised from the earth. And the ark floated upon the face of the waters and it was tossed upon the waters so that all the living creatures within were turned about like pottage in a caldron. And great anxiety seized all of the living creatures that were in the ark, and the ark was like it broken. And all the living creatures that were in the ark were terrified, and the lions roar, the oxen load, Lord, and the wolves howl, and every living creature in the ark spoke and lamented in its own language, so that they, their voices reached to a great distance, and Noah and his son cried and wept in their troubles. They were greatly afraid that they had reached the gates of death. And it tells us in 31, And Noah prayed unto the Lord and cried unto him on the account of this. And he said, O Lord, help us, for we have no strength to bear this evil that has encompassed, has encompassed us, for the waves of the waters have surrounded us. Mischievous torment have terrified us. The snares of death have come before us. Answer us, O Lord, and answer us. Lift up thine countenance towards us and be gracious to us, redeemed us and delivered us. And the Lord hearkened to the voice of Noah and the Lord remembered him. And a wind passed over the earth and the waters were still and the ark rested and the fountain of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped and the rain from heaven was restrained and the waters decreased in those days and the ark rested upon the Mount of Ararat. And so um, in the book of Jubilees, it tells us that uh, it even goes into details and dates and stuff like that. And it tells us that the flood gates of heaven uh, were open, um, the seven flood gates. And it also mentions that um, the uh, that the water were about 15 cubits um, over the highest mountains um, that was uh, present at the time and um, as we know that uh, from our studies I've mentioned before that a cubit in biblical times is um, in the Bible is it's usually about 18 inches it is from the tip of your fingers to your elbows and that's a cubit um, uh, um, and so when it says that it was 15 cubit and a cubit is about a, a, a foot and a half. Uh, so we are like 22 and a half feet uh, higher than any mountain that we had. So again, the purpose of that was to make sure that the Nephilims um, were not able to, um, to be able to, to survive and all the creatures that they had created from splicing of uh, genes and, and um, uh, that they had done all these experiments in with as we saw in uh, studying the book of Enoch and, and so forth and so so that was the picture that was going on there and um, I wanted you guys to get a, a excellent vantage point 
uh, with all the details that are there um, from different sources as to what was going on with with the uh, the flood. And uh, I've given it to you from several different uh, vantage points, so we shouldn't have any any uh, uh, answers or questions about that from there. But let's take a look at now uh, uh, the book of Genesis, uh, that um, uh, uh, the book of, um, it tells us that God told Noah when he got there not to come out of the ark uh, until um, a year and all that type of stuff. The book of of Jasher goes into all of that detail. So you guys, and I've mentioned it to you that you need to go and get it, uh, that book, those books and read it. I read the excerpt of um, Jasher uh, chapter six. That's what I was reading from. I apologize that I didn't give you the direct um, information, but that's Jasher chapter six. And I read to you the, um, it gave us the uh, Chronicles, uh, the picture of what was happening from from the side of Noah and the animals inside the ark. And so we will now go and uh, read. I want to bring you up to date in the Bible so that you can see. Um, and it leads up to so much more. And uh, I wanted to go into the lineage of each one of his sons. But uh, this is all background information and that is necessary uh, for us to fully understand all that we will be studying. And uh, I'm going to read now Genesis chapter 9, and so we're going to get a, the vantage point from uh, the Bible as to uh, what happens when the ark lands and what God spoke to, to um, Noah and his sons and then we will go to each and every one of their sons which is um, that are mentioned there because we we will get some really fascinating stories from each and every one of them and so genesis chapter 9 and god blessed noah and his sons and said unto them be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth again this is the same command that he gave to adam and eve and verse 2 and and the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every fowl of the air, upon all that moves upon the earth. And uh, you read that, and upon the earth and the fishes of the sea into, the, um, into your hands are they delivered. Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you, even as green herbs have I given you all things, but flesh with life thereof, which is the blood, therefore shall you not eat. And so he, here he is, he instituted, um, as I mentioned to you before, that man now is allowed to eat flesh, but make sure that there's no blood within that flesh, that you would drain the blood from the flesh. And that is, um, uh, if you study... Uh, uh, biblical history and and the timeline that uh, the children of Israel walked away from that uh, the the, um, uh, the the children the sons of Noah walked away from that and it was instituted back again and so that today it's practiced within the Jewish religion 
about not eating uh, blood with enemy. But uh, we'll continue reading in five and says, and surely your blood of your lives will I require at the hand of every beast will I require it. And at the hand of man, at the hand of every man's brother, will I require the life of a man. Who sheddeth man's blood by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. And so uh, we see that God begins to put some markers down whereby to guide us in how to behave uh, because of what happened to us with the um, the Nephilims and 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 the the um, man uh, uh, falling away from God. So God began to lay down a few markers, and that uh, we are not to to um, kill another man because every man is created in in His image. And so He He makes that statement there. And so seven says, and you. Uh, be ye fruitful and multiply, bring forth abundantly uh, in the earth and multiply therein. And God spoke unto Noah and to his sons who, who, with him, saying, and so now God speaks to the son and to Noah. So this conversation now switched. And so here's what God says to him. And I beheld, I established my covenant with you and with your seed after you and with every living creature that is with you of the fowl of the uh, the fowl of the cattle and of every beast of the earth with you from all that goes out of the ark to every beast of the earth and i will establish my covenant with you neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of the flood neither shall there be any more a flood to destroy the earth and god said this is the token or the covenant which i have made between you and me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generation so the the promises um, that i'm going to read to you this covenant is not just for us mankind that god made this covenant with is that he made this covenant also with the animals and he says i do not set my bow in the cloud and i do set my bow in the cloud and it shall be a token of a covenant between me and the earth and it shall and it shall come to pass when i bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud and i will remember my covenant which I is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh and the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh but the bow shall be in the cloud and I will look upon it and I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth and God said unto Noah this is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. And so that's where we get that uh, we call the rainbow is a covenant so that God uh, begins to uh, set his markers. He began to give us um, uh, signs and that he now has this covenant between not just mankind but is all the creatures that here and um, uh, there's as i mentioned to you 
uh, there's a bunch of stuff that we're going to go into um, about uh, uh, in the book of Jubilees and Jasher that gives us a lot more behind the stories behind the scenes uh, as I, as I, as I've said before that um, is very vital in for us to get a better understanding of what's going on and I think this was the mistake of our forefathers by taking away these books because it's made us ignorant to who our enemies are and um, that our enemies are not man because God says here that uh, um, he said I will judge you if you hurt another man because we were all created in his image and so um, uh, verse in Genesis chapter 9 verses 18 now goes into the sons uh, Noah's sons and um, uh, uh, I'm going to give you uh, I'll read some of that to you it says and the sons of Noah that went forth of the ark were Sham, Ham and Japheth and Ham is the father of Canaan and we'll go through that because that is a profound statement that little piece there that Ham is the father of Canaan why is this uh, uh, th- uh, theme this this little piece right here I mean uh, you know he's introducing his son and so why would he need to say that Ham uh, is the father of Canaan why didn't uh, why didn't the Holy Spirit stop the just Shem and Ham and Japheth? Um, and so, uh, but we're going, to, we're going to go through and talk about that piece as well. These are the sons of Noah, uh, and of them that were, uh, that was the whole earth uh, over overspread. And Noah began to be a husbandman, and he planted a vineyard, and he drank of the wine. And he was drunken and so I'm gonna stop it there um, about that aspect and so but there are seven I wanted to go in that there are seven laws that was given uh, to to uh, Noah that um, we see that this was introduced it's in the Talmud um, and um, it uh, talks about the commandments that God has instituted. And I just wanted to go over them briefly, which I read a little of them. It says, it says, do not worship idols. Do not worship, uh, only worship one God, the true God. Uh, do not commit blasphemy. And that's uh, cursing the name of God is forbidden. That's one of the, uh, um, the rules uh, or laws that are, are uh, given by Noah. And these laws he, he instituted, these are the seven core laws. And then you can add as uh, more as you needed. And number three, do not murder. He says that the death penalty is for murder. Um, as you see, God made a mention to you that he would, um, he says, do not kill any man because all man is created in my image. Number four, says do not commit sexual sins incest adultery bestiality homosexuality and rape are forbidden and uh, number five do not steal number six do not eat blood or flesh cut from a living animal Um, and uh, the seventh is uh, established courts of justice 
And so these are uh, some of the laws that are found, the seven laws that are found in, um, uh, in the Talmud uh, that uh, is attributed to um, Noah. And um, so we've covered a lot right there. And um, now we are going to go into the lineage of, um, of uh, uh, Noah because it's really important. But I wanted to give you some uh, some of those stuff, uh, the background coming from the Bible side, the point of view. Again, these are vantage points that we're all looking at. We're looking at the Bible, and then we're going to take, uh, we looked at um, the book of Jasher. We took a look at Jubilees. Jubilees and Jasher goes into a little more behind the scenes uh, as to when they got off the ark and uh, going into the lineage. And we're going to study and we're going to take a look at all of them so that it helps us to understand better what was going on at that picture at that time in history and how we can uh, learn from it and how we can uh, become stronger individually as people and wiser to uh, how things are and how we're being used. But anyway, we'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Mystery Bible. I know this is uh, this particular episode. I've been trying to um, gather stuff from all over and put it all together because there's so much uh, concerning the flood. It's a pivotal point in the history of mankind, but also what happens after the flood with um, Noah's uh, sons and so forth. Um, and I, I've been wanting to go into their lineage, but um, I need to uh, discuss the, the topics that I've been, uh, these pieces that I've been bringing to you uh, today in this episode. And I'm going to continue doing that. And it looks like probably the next episode is when I'm going to really get a chance to begin to delve into each and every one of their uh, legacy and um uh, their their uh, lineage uh, one at a time. But there's a one part in the Bible that uh, I wanted to discuss with you, and that is when we were looking at uh, uh, Noah's son in Genesis uh, chapter 9. And so uh, there's a, a, a part that I wanted to talk about there because uh, when I grew up in the church, uh, no one has ever really uh, dealt with this topic or have never really taught us how this topic is but I need to read it first and then go into um, what we were kind of taught in the church and then we'll deal with it and that um, uh, scripture that I wanted to look at is in Genesis chapter 9 20 to 27 and uh, we let me begin it says and Noah begat began to be a husbandman and he planted a vineyard and he drank wine and was drunken and he was uncovered within his tent and Ham the father of Canaan saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren 
without. And Shem and Japheth um, took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders and went backwards and covered the nakedness of their father and their faces were backwards and they saw not their father's nakedness. And Noah, uh, when he woke up from the wine, um, he knew what his youngest son had done unto him. And he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants, shall he be unto his brethren. Notice that curse was not unto um, Ham, who did something to him, but was to his son, Canaan. And so um, the church has never really gone and talked to us or have never really thought about what took place there. And uh, as a person growing up in the church, um, uh, we thought, you know, the, the, the concept is that uh, Ham saw his dad naked. And because he saw his, him naked, that um, he was cursed. His, his, son, his, his son was cursed. And um, uh, that kind of always troubled me because um, I talk about, and I know within my family, we've always talked about sins of the fathers, my brothers and I, um, uh, my younger brother, in uh, precisely we would talk about the sins of the fathers and how it, um, it comes into the lineage of uh, the children and it's passed down from generation to generation if it's not dealt with. And so um, this particular aspect was very troubling to me because um, uh, how can the fact that someone just see his father naked would uh, cause a curse upon his children and um, uh, I've been looking into all the different cultures back then especially uh, to see if there's any kind of um, teaching uh, that uh, talks about the um, if a son sees a father naked, that uh, he would be, um, you know, punished in, in any type of form. And I've never really seen any um, anything of that sort. Um, and I think that's probably, um, you know, I've never seen anything in any kind of Mesopotamia, uh, uh, um, you know, literature that deals with that. Um, I've heard a couple of other subjects. It said that um, uh, it probably was um, uh, that he was homosexual tendency with his dad when he was, he was drunk. I've heard all kinds of crazy things. But um, I would like t uh, the culture of the time and the scriptures that we take those things when in question that's what you go i go to the, the scriptures to see what they say about this specific thing and then we could put it in the light of what happened now uh, the bible doesn't go into much of what goes in what took place at that particular um incident but um uh it does mention in other parts of the bible about this nakedness, this uh, nakedness of your fathers. And so um, I want to take some of those 
uh, scriptures and delve into that and see uh, maybe that uh, this is probably uh, something of what they were talking about. Uh, but what it talks about in the book of Jub- Jubilee talks about how, how um, uh, when the, uh, the ark rested on, on the mount, uh, that um, it rested on, the ark rested on a, a name Lubar, one of the Ararat mountains. And there he produced fruit on the fourth, fourth year and he guarded his, uh, their fruits and gathered it. And this is the year of the seventh month. And so uh, the book of Jubilees breaks it down even more and it gives you all the different things. And so what happened was that he had gotten his he, on uh, one of the mountains in, in Mount Ararat that uh, the ark laid on, that uh, he planted a vineyard. And um, once he, rip, he reaped uh, the uh, reward from that, he uh, took some fermented it for a year and then he was partying it says that he actually um prepared a kid that he he poured he was doing a sacrifice unto god and um uh, after he he rejoiced and so forth he was drinking wine and he got drunk and he lay down and uh, he slept and it says that um he was uncovered in his tent as he slept and uh, Ham saw Noah his father naked and went forth and told his brothers and so forth. So that's the book of um, um, the book of uh, uh, Jubilees. But uh, I wanted you to take a look at um, the, the book of Leviticus 18, 7 through 8. And let's look at this phrase. Um, you shall uncover the nakedness of your father. And so, uh, because that gives us a key, so I believe as we look at all the aspects and other uh, scriptures about that particular phrase, then we will bring some understanding as to what took place in this tent after um, between this son and this father. And so Leviticus uh, um, 18, 7 through 8 reads, you shall not uncover the nakedness of your father, which is the nakedness of your mother. She is your mother, and you shall not uncover her nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's wife. It is your father's nakedness. And so that um, phrase we are seeing repeat over and over, that uh, when you uncover your father's nakedness in that particular region and culture, in that area, the reference was that uh, you uh, had sex with your father's uh, wife. And so um, Leviticus 18.14 also deals with that. Uh, 16 as well. Uh, 20.11, I believe, uh, uh, chapter uh, verses 13, verses 21 also describes a woman's nakedness as... um, um, her husbands. Um, it reads, uh, then they prove the seeing nakedness and uncovering nakedness are equivalent uh, to um, sexual in- intercourse with, with uh, um, you, you know, your, your father's wife. And that's in Leviticus 18, 6, 20 and 17. And so 
There's another scripture that deals with this also in the book of Deuteronomy that talks about the nakedness, this term, the nakedness, because we have to go with that uh, in order to understand what was said in that um, and the meaning of it. And so Deuteronomy 27 uh, verses 20 um, and I remember it goes uh, cursed by be anyone who lies with his father's wife because he has uncovered his father's nakedness. And so um, from the Bible we can gather that this term um, uncovering um, uh, your father's nakedness is basically an idiom for for having sexual intercourse with uh, your mother. Um, and so uh, uh, when we take uh, a look at that scripture that way, and then when we look at um, uh, uh, what was uh, the, they believe that, um, uh, that Canaan was the offspring of that uh, that abuse of his mother, and so the curse is to that child, and that child was the youngest of uh, Ham's children, and this is where it says the curse was pronounced on him, and uh, so um, I I think for me it. Uh, as as I've grown up and study more than what these the pastors have taught taught me, and I have never I got saved. I am now 59 years old. I got saved when I was 16 years old, and I've never heard anyone talked about this. I all I've always believed that because he saw his father naked, that he was cursed, and the whole uh, a whole race of people was cursed because of someone seeing someone's nakedness. And, um, but uh, when we look in the light of this particular uh, scripture, we see that it, it's even more devious than what uh, this guy did, what, what uh, Ham did. And then he went and told his brothers what he did. And I think uh, uh, that is, when you look at it, it's absolutely crazy behavior. But um, uh, uh, Noah um, pronounced the curse on Canaan, not on Ham. And so uh, uh, when we read that piece in the scripture, it's really, really a troubling piece, as I mentioned to you before. Um, and why would, why would that be mentioned unless there's something that really serious happened there? And verses 9, 18 reads, And the sons of Nur that went forth from the ark were Sham and Ham and Japheth. And Ham is the father of Canaan. I mean, you know, when you see things like that mentioned, something happened. And I believe that this is what happened. And um, as a result, Canaan was born. And that's where... Uh, the seed war continues that um, uh, through the lineage of uh, 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 Canaan that all these other things began to happen. And we'll see that um, the curse that um, was placed upon uh, uh, him, uh, Canaan, was that he would become a servant 
to his brothers and that he would be a servant to uh, uh, Shams. And uh, we see that uh, the Canaanites uh, became one of the uh, um, enemies of the children of Israel and they were always fighting and you'll see them as we continue this particular podcast going you know mystery bible we'll see that uh, many of of uh, uh, the battles that the children of israel had was with um, the children of canaan and so but i wanted to stop for a second and focus on that piece right there because it is mentioned and then um uh in in uh, uh the chapter 10 verses of, of genesis it goes into the family record and so i wanted to first stop here deal with this particular piece because it is very important as to when it says and ham is the father of canaan and uh, what took place in in when um when uh, Noah was uh, got drunk, and as I mentioned to you, the the uh, the curse was that um, uh, this uh, this lineage will become servants to the um, to Sham. Uh, uh, that's where the lineage of the Messiah came out of, and so I know this podcast this particular one has been a little interesting um i wanted to go through a different route but uh, i just wanted to give you a couple of uh, intros to um not uh, vantage points from the uh, the um the flood vantage point i gave you one from uh when uh noah came into the ark the vantage point from the people when all of that uh, began to happen and they began to cry telling telling him we're ready to repent i wanted to show it from the vantage point of uh, um, the animals while they were inside the ark we talked about um, the vantage point of um, from the dreams of the visions from Enoch, um, and so we got a total uh, um, uh, look at this situation. And then, I, as we as they landed on Mount Ararat, it uh, talks about the mount that uh, he. He landed on the, the ark landed on and then the sons of Noah and you'll see that they actually stayed on this mountain they went in different parts of it and um, they built cities and we're gonna look at um, uh, all the different cities that they build and then after uh, uh, they built the cities then we will talk about um, uh, the Tower of Babel and all of that good stuff because uh, we will see that Nimrod came on the scene and where the lineage that he came out of as well so uh, is the lineage of Ham so uh, there's a lot of stuff uh, that we are going to be covering uh, there's parts in the book of Jubilees and and about and Jasher there's a part that talks about um, uh, that I probably need to bring to you in the book of Jubilees about um, the evil spirits coming and leading the sons of Noah away. And um, yeah, 
the demons began to lead them astray as they did before because you remember that these um, were uh, they, they they lost their bodies but uh, they were just disembodied spirits and uh, they began to lead uh, uh, Noah's children away we're going to talk about that um, uh, in the, uh, before we jump into uh, the lineage of um, um, the Noah's children in the next episode because there's a lot packed in there um, and uh, these uh, uh, demons began to, to lead his children astray the kids come to Noah uh, because they began to um, uh, uh, lead Noah's children Noah's children's children away and so they began to um, to take him to Noah and ask him to pray and Noah went to God and prayed about it and uh, um, God uh, uh, made a, a judgment call. And then there's a part also where when uh, he begins to recite what the Watchers does and all that type, type of things, that one of the, um, one of the chief spirits of, uh, uh, gets up and he, he begins to make his request as well as to... Um, these uh, demons and evil spirits that uh, he wants uh, 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 um, some of them to be with him and not to all be tossed away as um, Noah was praying. We're going to go into that, like I said, a little before so that you will get a chance to see the scene that was going on at that time. And then we're going to break in to... um, uh, all the different uh, uh, sons and each and every one of them. So continue to come with us and walk with us as we um, learn about the mysteries in the Bible. Uh, there are lots of fun things that we will uncover as we take our journey through. And so until next time, um, as I always say, subscribe, tell your friends, families, uh, come and join me as we walk through the Bible. I'm trying to walk through it chronolog- chronologically so that we can go through with all of these things. We're going to get back to all the Nephilims, more Nephilims, giants, where Abram uh, had to face giants, where David fought, fought giants. We'll talk about Nimrod. We'll find out how he died, who killed him, because the the person that killed him is, is mentioned in the Bible. Um So we're going to have a lot of fun as we continue to learn and get into the topic of uh, with me here at Mystery Bible. Thank you so much for subscribing. And if you can support us, please support us and follow us. And I will see you uh, next time at Mystery Bible. Thank you for listening to Mystery Bible. Let's walk through the Bible and learn of God and His beautiful mercies and all that He has provided for us that we may become effective for His kingdom and change this world. Check in every week for a new episode. Search for Mystery Bible on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Breaker, Outcasts, Radio Public, and many more.
Thank you for listening to Mystery Bible. Let's walk through the Bible and learn of God and His beautiful mercies and all that He has provided for us that we may become effective for His kingdom and change this world. Check in every week for a new episode.